they have this whole mechanic where you run about trying to get bits and bobs from murdering wildlife. And you ever like get introduced to a mechanic and you immediately go, nope. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Nope. Hard pass. <laughs> and, the ga- <laughs> and the game's like doing these things like, you know, oh, you can like, you know, there's like deer droppings on the ground you can use to find deer. And like, if you go up here, you can use like snares, but only like, you know, tack them with like your blade because you don't want to spoil them. I'm like, nope, don't care. I do not care for this. If I happen to come across a deer and if I press the white button and the deer dies, that's the deer's fault. That's as about as much contribution to the game I have while running from A to B. If an animal happens to cross my path and I get the opportunity to press the white button to like, you know, stick a knife in it, that's the only interaction I'll have with that. Hello. Uh, gentle listeners, and welcome to First Person Shouters. We are a podcast, even though we can all see each other, and I'm watching Cassie cough up a lung. Welcome in! Delightful. I think she's coughing again. She's coughing again! <laughs> so here at First Person Shouters, we talk about games and nerd stuff in general. And usually the way this format goes is that we will talk about the games that we have played in the last two weeks and then we'll talk about some news. It has actually been four weeks since we last played because we all had to do adulting seeing as we're all in our thirties. So fuck our lives essentially. Um, So we'll start by introducing ourselves and then we'll talk about the games that we've played. We'll try to give detail whilst maybe also being a bit brief depending on how much we've actually played in four weeks. I guess if we didn't meet because we were alleling we maybe didn't play as many games either, but I don't think that's actually true. <laughs> At least it's not true for me. And um, so yeah, uh, I'm Kitty, and I am the resident indie games expert. And Cassie, um, I'm the one that will be putting herself on mute several times through this to cough my lungs up because I quit smoking three days ago, and I like comic books. So there you go. <laughs> my name is Johnny, and this is the first day of spring because I have hair fever. Congratulations, everyone. And uh, also, I like it when the numbers are big. And yes, I do read the comics also. Uh, and I'm Chris, and I like my action RPG and strategy games. Also, just for the record, really bad at being an adult. And hate pollen on the trees in general as well. But you do you ha- you do have a very suave haircut that you're sporting yeah, today. I do. I just really want to convey my feelings to the rest of the world who haven't got their hair cut yet. Um, I'm so sorry, but I'm fine. Um, (laughs) I'm good okay cool so I do have a lot that I want to talk about so I think that maybe I shouldn't go first is there anybody who would like to volunteer to tell us you can can wrap it up at the end I guess yeah I mean I I didn't play as much it's all very monster hunter centric so um, I guess I can start just I described how I was playing monster hunter world last week and getting back into it uh, and I don't need to go over what it is again. I mean, it's an action RPG. The focus is fighting big monsters, killing the monsters, and using their bits and pieces to make armor to kill more monsters. Um, so I was playing more of that and enjoying it, but I also got Monster Hunter Rise for the Switch, which originally I wasn't too hot in the demo, but it's just been a quiet release schedule for the type of games I like. So I was like, you know what? You know what? I'll give it a go. And it's really good. It is on the Switch, so it does not look as good or run as well as Monster Hunter World on the PC. But in terms of gameplay, they've made an awful lot of refinements that 
I think make it much more accessible and have definitely moved the 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 franchise in a direction which makes me much more interested in the games that will be coming out subsequently. Um, for a start, killing a monster doesn't take 20 to 40 minutes. It can be done in 10 to 15, which is a, a big plus. I see Cass is sort of... Oh, that, yeah, that I'm, sounds good. I'm smiling and nodding here on camera because me and Chris have both been playing a bit of Monster Hunter World as well on the side, and even when it's the two of us, it still it still takes a while to take down those Anjanaths. It, it, it does. And, like... We understand it's it's a monster hunter game. The monsters of the star of the show, and you want the fights with the monster to feel epic. But you know, epic up to a point. Like forty minutes, fifty minutes of epicness is maybe a bit much uh, when you're a busy adult like we are. Um, and they can just fly away, can't they? Like you could be like trying to defeat a monster, and after thirty minutes, it's like I'm bored of this. Bye. Yes. That, <laughs> that, uh, that actually happened yeah, just once. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, um, I hear Ruben bitch about it all the time. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's also uh, they've, they've made lots of little quality of life changes. It's the interface. I think me and Cass can reflect a little bit. It was. It's it's not very user friendly necessarily. I'm sure there are hardcore Monster Hunter fans just getting really worked up, but it it could be, I think, a bit smoother, a bit more accessible in general. But that said, with with Monster Hunter Rise, they've introduced things like the wire bug, which is essentially a grappling hook you can use anywhere. You have like certain charges of it to zip around the map and zip around during fights. Um, they've put in animations for little bits of blood and stuff, so you get a bit of feedback when you're fighting the monsters and hitting them. Whereas in Monster Hunter World, it's actually not very gory, and that's fine. It's not that I want to see the monsters or animals hurt, but when you're just sitting wailing on a thing, and it feeds like sort of... a not bullet spongy, but sword spongy for like 30 minutes. You're like, when is this thing going to die? Like, I've been at this for so long. Chris Chris is bloodthirsty. It's I, okay, Chris. No, you can accept your, your heritage. No, I feel bad. Your bloodthirsty heritage. I feel bad about hunting the animals. I really do. Um, well, then why do you play the game? Because it is fun. I mean, it at the does. same time, I'm conflicted, all right? I feel bad, but it is fun. <laughs> yeah. You can say that about a lot of games. I, feel, I do feel bad. Like, even... Sit on a similar vibe, like killing the Colossi in Shadow of the Colossus. I felt bad. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about fox hunting, Chris? I, don't, I love foxes. <laughs> one of my I definitely <laughs> felt bad at killing stuff in It Takes Two, uh, but we'll get to that. Oh god, we'll get to but that. We'll get to that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, other things, like in Monster Hunter World, the way they've organized the quests and quest selection menus is just I mean, clusterfuck is is the word that comes to mind. Uh, in Monster Hunter Rise, there are two NPCs, uh, twin sexy elf ladies that are in the hub town. One of them takes care of... One of them, I know. One of them, I don't know why there are elves in this world, by the way. Nothing's explained, but anyway. There you go. One of them takes care of the single player quests, of which there are the main quests, the story quests, and sort of little side quests you can bolt on to the big quests as you go out to do them. And then there's one that takes care of the multiplayer quests. Nice and simple. Uh, also, the hub town is much smaller, but it's just it has been laid out for your convenience. <laughs> Rather, in Monster Hunter World, it's this weird multi-leveled thing with like stairs, and it takes a while to run around it. And there's different, lots of different NPCs which have lots of different jobs. It's just all in all a bit more accessible, and combined with the monster hunts being a little bit shorter, and I think it feels a little bit easier to use some of the weapons in general. Uh, yeah, I think it's going in the right direction. And so anyone who's been put off by Monster Hunter in the past, thinking even World was maybe a bit much, uh, you might want to pay attention to it, and the next ones could be for you. So yeah, it's good. Hmm. I just What I want is the gameplay of Rise with a sort of presentation of World, if that makes sense, because World does look gorgeous. Yeah. 
I, I like I I have heard that with each like, like Monster Hunters UX has always been a hot mess. Uh, but with each iteration, it has improved dramatically. So even though world, you know, I, I hear that there's still issues with it. It's still vastly improved from the previous titles. So it, it kind of makes sense that the progression is, is that it's constantly improved until the point now where it actually feels like somebody thought it through. <laughs> I, I yeah. have heard that before as well, though. But there's mm. been other other podcasts and other shows that have been talking about Rise in the last few weeks too, and they've been getting like beginner perspectives to it like so monster hunter world was my first monster hunter game and that like chris said the ui and everything turned me off completely for the better part of a couple of years until like last month and i feel like rise as well also is still not super beginner friendly if it's your first monster hunter is probably a bit more accessible but i've heard that it's but still that's a like... bit of a hit your head against the wall thing for a couple of hours till you figure it out till it clicks yeah, oh, but then that's a, a. I don't think that's just a Monster Hunter problem either. I think that there's a lot of video game vo vocabulary that the majority of us already know. But if we were to try and come at some of these games brand new mm. without having ever had any knowledge of previous genres, we'd probably also be equally as fucked, I think. Sure. That actually segues nicely into like It Takes Two, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting there. Uh, oh, and I, I will say, it's a little less grindy as well to actually level up the armor. And they not only do you have a cat butler, but they also give you an oil thing and a dog that you ride in the back of. So you don't need any friends. Literally, you, you just have like this little menagerie of helper animals which follow you around <laughs> to kill to kill the I other scary monsters. Is a dog a ninja? No, it's more, it fulfills the function of a, of a horse, effectively. Um, so you ride around in the back of it and it fights a little bit for oh, you. And, that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, short and sweet, Chris. Very, very nice. Um, Cass, I, I do feel like you're chomping at the bit. Uh, it, it on it takes two. I, uh, uh, I finished it, like... which I am as well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll do this. Um, but also, uh, Johnny has some ranting to get off his chest. This is going to be a very ranty episode, it's, I think, a little bit. This is what happens when we don't do it for like a month because of like adult things oh, right. and feelings of the body and everything else that gets in the oh, way. God, um, yo, um, Johnny, just hold on to your rage for like 15 minutes longer. <laughs> All right, friend, you, you'll have your moment. Um, because, yeah, so Cass, uh, you can talk about the games that you play. I imagine that It Takes Two is going to be a dialogue between me and you of being like, what the fuck? Because I have lots of thoughts I on have, it as I well. I have so many thoughts and I wish I took more notes so while, I was, while I was playing it, but I didn't want to leave Amy just sitting there while I was tap tapping away oh, on my yes. phone. Yeah, so yeah, my, yeah. my notes were limited, but... Um, actually, well, why don't you talk about? Yeah, why don't you talk about? So the actually both of the games that I have brought to the table this week are games that me and you have both played. Um, so Outriders, oh, yes. and it takes two, which we'll, we'll get to. Oh my God, Cassie! Wow. Ruben finished Outriders. Really? Why? Oh no! There, there you go, folks. That is my take on Outriders. Why? <laughs> Who needs it? So yeah, um, I think he was just enjoying kind of the bullet hellness of it. Uh, but also, like, the, so Outriders has the opposite problem of It Takes Two. In that, in my opinion, It Takes Two is a very well presented game with some great mechanics and some great, like, decisions in, in like, art style and stuff. But the narrative is such a pile of shit. 
Oh my god, it is a steaming dog pile. The tone of the game is all over the place. How things play out. Like, I ended the game just hating every single character except for the daughter. I felt extremely bad for the daughter. Wait, and are we talking about It Takes Two or Outriders first? Yes, It okay. Takes Two first, right? Okay. right? Okay. Um, and, there, and there's absolutely no payoff for all the work you do, right? No, it's... Um, it's like anyway. Let, let me let me finish my comparison, and I, then you can okay. tell me your thoughts. The uh, I feel like Outriders has the opposite problem, where the mechanics are just boring. They're done to death. They're not that interesting. The whole thing isn't brought together, presented very well. But the story of the game is actually really interesting and really intriguing. And if you go through it, it's like it's a really interesting take on that kind of settling in an alien world. Uh, so I like when I watched Ruben play it and I watched the story and I was like, oh my god, like this game actually kind of has an interesting story. And I actually like the um like the the main character itself as uh we we played her uh, as she, but as it plays out, like she's an actual really interesting complex character. But yeah, the game's shit. Otherwise like, <laughs> writers in general, like so okay, so quick description i guess um so it's a it's a looter shooter it's as standard a looter shooter as you could imagine um published by square enix and made by people can fly studios correct me if i'm wrong there. i think so um and like it's i played it on and off for about a week i think a week and a half i mean you played some co-op games when we could get it to work i played it like twice i it's it wasn't Absolutely nothing about it grabbed me at all, and that wasn't helped by the constant, uh, fairly standard at this point, um, server problems that you get with any kind of live service game like this. Uh, like, it didn't need to be live service. It was a first-person game, like a, a single-player game, trying to be multiplayer at the same time. Like, it just didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, you could quite... Uh, okay, so when the multiplayer works, um, which is more often recently from what I'm told or what I see online anyway, the first first few weeks notwithstanding. Um, mm. It is fun to an extent, um, but it suffers from the same thing as a lot of these kind of looter shooters where like the weapons you get aren't, aren't exciting. You have big, big magazine clip light machine guns, you have medium assault rifles, you've got shotguns, and you've got really, really poor sniper rifles um, with kind of a weird weird aim down sights thing going on there. It doesn't really feel like um, like I'm accustomed to with other games like the likes of Apex or something with the sniper rifle or even Gears sniper rifles sort of style. You also games. never get to the point, like, you know, the, with, like, with games like Destiny, you start picking up armor and stuff and you always look like a mishmash mess until you get to late game. Outriders, you just always look like a mishmash mess. You never, it never comes together. You never look cool yeah. at any point, and the, which sucks. It sucks because, like, I mean, people talk about the end game of Warcraft being fashion, and the same thing for Final Fantasy XIV and everything. And that oh is God. absolutely true, and that is what keeps me playing those games a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but like Outriders, I know I haven't got to the end game, and I obviously never will at this stage. Let's be honest. Um, but there should be something nice to to urge you along. I want to I want to get the nice bits with like lava effects. I want to get yeah. the lightning gauntlets or whatever. Chris? Um, I, I was just, from all of the coverage, and especially when you two started playing it, describing it in Discord, I was just, <laughs> yeah. so the initial coverage, I was like, no, I'm not that interested. And then you two started playing, it's like, hmm? And then it went to, no, I'm not spending my time in that. And it was free, so it's it on, well, not free, but on yeah. Xbox Live, so it was heavily 
much more investment of time than money for me. But I suppose the key question for me is, looking at the Destiny franchise seems to have done to that genre, what World of Warcraft did to the MMO genre, and that Destiny 2 seems to have just cornered that market and done it so well that the question is, does Outriders do anything that Destiny no. doesn't do slightly better? Or no. Absolutely not. Oh, it did, like Destiny does so many things better. And I really hate like seeing games that are just lifting, particularly lifting uh, Destiny's UI and UX, because Destiny's UI is bollocks. It's so bad on console. Like, and, and, and Outriders, I think, was targeting a lot of consoles from launch day, and they chose this UI that was made specifically by Destiny as PC UI ported over to console. And so they didn't see this as, oh, we can, this is a problem, this is something we can make better, we can solve this in a better way. They just literally fucking lifted it and slapped it back on. It's so lazy, it really frustrates me. It, the whole thing, it seems like they may have had good ideas um, at one point or another, and then it was just all crammed into this looter shooter thing. Um, I will give them credit, no microtransactions that I saw anywhere in the game, which is nope. pretty crazy for like a live service not, I don't, I don't, I, not a live I'm not service sure game, if, though. I'm actually not sure it if it is, is a live service game. It though, isn't no a live service game. No, and it's and it's like there's no continuation stuff either. You hit the end of those missions and you're done. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. There's one extra bit that you think is going to give you because like this is the thing: the story, the, the script writing, and the narrative are actually solid, and that I can say for certain. I really enjoyed seeing the story unfold until the very, very end where you can like get an extra story if you work really hard only it doesn't actually end in an ending at all it like teases you and you go through all this really like balls hard stuff and then it just gives you extra loot that you're never going to use because there's nothing else to do after that all the quests are done That's such a strange, it makes fucking no strange sense way of going about it. and I, I find the entire way through the game like and this is something destiny does really well with the power fantasy stuff like me and you both mm -hmm. enjoy the titan class and destiny because you can Similar to the Vanguard class in Mass Effect 3, you can kind of zip in and just explode everything and lightning bolts around you. And it's fun. I like being an explodey boy. Hey, yeah, go, cool, me too. Um, and like, nowhere, at no instance in Outriders that I feel powerful, that I feel like I could walk onto a battlefield and just wipe out swathes of enemies. And you're meant and to you're be, meant right? To be. You're, meant, you're to be. meant to be. The way they, the way in the narrative, like, okay, I'm not going to touch the narrative in this conversation because I have not played enough to really offer a full opinion on it but the narrative made the um the altered characters the characters that have the the powers of whatever element it makes them it bigs them up as like human natural disasters walking around like gods on earth like they're called they're basically called gods by some of the characters but none of that translates in the gameplay and it just feels so hollow the whole thing just feels so hollow and i can't play it I'm so glad I got yeah. actual money on it as well, to be honest, because... Oh my god, yeah, to the people was... that bought it. Yeah, Games mm. Pass was a thing for that. I would be anyway, real so better that's... if I paid full price for it. So. Oh yeah, I did see that Jim Sterling refunded it, because he did a he did a, a video saying that he was refunding it. Um, which is very unlike him. I don't think... Or they even, sorry. Um, they don't really do that very often. Even if something is shit, they don't. But... If, if Jim fucking refunded it, it's got to be bad. <laughs> All hail God, Jim. Um, so moving anyway. on to the game yes. that 
we are sort of both champing at the bit to talk properly about, which is It Takes Two. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Okay, I'm just going to yeah. put it out there. Spoilers. We're going to get into goddamn spoilers. You're just going to have to deal with it. Like Before you actually... Uh... Just t- what is takes two? I don't know nothing about it. Okay. So All right, it's... Kaz, this is your this is your moment. You tell us about what it is. Uh, where did I start? Sell okay. it to me. Broad <laughs> right. Let, broad... What? A, yeah, broad strokes. broad strokes. Tell us what the trailer tells us, right? So the trailer, the trailer, the trailer makes it looks like the trailer. The the trailer for the game basically presents um this family one kid mother and father and the mum and dad are heading very swiftly towards divorce it's set up in the trailer as if it's like a as if it's a pixar film essentially um mommy and daddy due to a wish gone awry get transformed into little dolls and they have to work together they have to collaborate to save their marriage essentially even though neither of them want to to reconnect to reconnect yeah that's probably a yes it's a classic redemption journey between two people that hate each other and it's yes johnny are they successful or does things go awry hang on you're jumping ahead now you're gonna you're gonna wait (laughs) yeah i think we both have thoughts on that and so fun fun little tidbit before we actually get into the explanation because we have talked about this we I think you and me, Cass, before we played the game, we both said the same thing. Oh, it looks like a, a Pixar movie, and it looks like it could be the kind of game that's the in-between of a game and TV and film, and maybe this is the thing we'll, that'll be a great introduction to games for an average player. Um, we very quickly realized we were wrong, mm-hmm. uh, and this is not a Pixar game. This is a DreamWorks game. So let that set the tone. I haven't thought of it that way, but that works. That really, really <laughs> it's works. A dream, it's a fucking DreamWorks game. With that, even with the with the smirk and everything. It, anyway. Yeah, with the smirk and the little eyebrow thing. It and like when I was playing the start of the game, like it, there's a lot, there's a lot of different types of mechanics, but the majority of the game is environmental puzzle puzzles and and platforming and stuff. And when I was playing those bits at the start, I thought, oh yeah, my mom could play this. And then you play the first boss, and I'm like, no fucking way, she could play this. This is too hard. <laughs> this is an this actual is gamer's so, game. It is a real gamer's game, and it's and like, I loved it. I really loved the whole thing. As we'll get into the storyline in a minute, but like as batshit and as very very straight and cis hat as the storyline is. I still love the whole thing, and I like the gameplay a lot. There was some bits that I could have done without, like any of the like tunnel stuff. There's a lot of just was boring, yeah. But like a lot of the other, uh, a lot of the other like I loved environmental puzzle solving. That was definitely my favorite type of stuff in the game. But yeah, in general, I thought the mechanics were really well brought together. Yeah, mechanics in general were were great. Um, but like I think you said in the last episode as well, because you had just started it. Um, you de- mm-hmm. like as you just mentioned, I guess, um, you definitely do need to have some some gaming pedigree or history behind you because you you're not especially some of the middle levels actually, you're you're not getting through it if you don't know if no. you can't um, No, it's it's if you can't like join a Mario Party game and like pick up one of the mini games and that within about five seconds, <laughs> you're not getting through this game. Um yeah. not without a controller going through a window, I would imagine. Uh, it's one of those games as well it gives you a base set of moves at the start but then with each new environment it gives you a new mechanic 
that it discards right at the end of that environment. So like you'll get uh, one of you will get a nail and somebody will get like a magnet or something um, and then you can solve puzzles that way and then uh, another level you, somebody will get like a matchstick gun and somebody else will get like oil stuff that you have to use like so that constantly happens like level like from environment to environment that's really fun though um like and i, I do yeah. like that they don't dwell on the powers and everything and that the levels themselves are so well designed but they're so well designed around what you can do with each power in each level it's like you talk about um cody the the guy character the husband he throws nails out and may the the, the wife um she has the hammer and swings across the different areas yes, that's you can also is, yeah. use the nails to hold platforms in place or um make and I don't know, she hits a platform up into there cody jumps on it and so on and that's basically the whole game with you you're yeah. navigating these areas puzzle platformer style and you just have these different abilities to get you through it and that's that's really fun and fantastic particularly the big um musical set piece episode at the end of the game that was yeah that was I, I, I did yeah, it was. I actually appreciate that. So I played as May. Because um, I'm a woman. May like to be a woman. Um, uh, but I appreciated that May got all the smashy smashy. Yeah, <laughs> Anything to do with like smashing mechanics or setting things on fire. May was the one that got them. And I was like, this is exactly how this relationship is. So I appreciate that. <laughs> like my relationship, I'm definitely the smashy one. Uh, so I enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, dear listeners, there's, there's, we can see in the background of Kitty's uh, webcam, there's just debris everywhere. Bits oh my god, shut up. No, stuff. there's not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cass, sorry, you were going to say? Uh, I don't know. You didn't, you're not smashy oh, smashy? You're not Bernie? I'm not generally that smashy smashy. Amy is a little bit smashy smashier than I am. Um, but she played Cody. Amy strikes me as a smashy smashy. Yeah. Are, you, um, are you the Machiavellian one? No, it's more huh? Amy as well, I guess, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> How am I in this relationship? Anyway. <laughs> Existential crisis. So, game, gameplay mechanics. All lovely, all fun. Love them. Narrative, however, is another thing entirely. Um, Yo. This game walks... It doesn't walk... No, no it does not walk the fine it, line. No, it does. It, it, no, no, no. It sachets right the way across it and heads off the edge. It's like heartwarming and horrifying in equal measure, I think. No, disagree. You think it's more horrifying? Turn on a light here. I don't think it's heartwarming at all. I, I don't think it's heartwarming. I, it, tries it tries to be so okay, hard to be. to be heartwarming, but it misses the mark so far that by the end of it, it would just, the ending, okay, so, spoiler, they do kind of reconcile at the end and they have a kiss, and then they get back to their own bodies, and it's all good. Meanwhile, like, their young daughter has been alone all day and has decided to run away from home because that's the only way her parents are going to get back together because their divorce is all her fault. That just happens in the background whilst you're doing everything else. Um, but, like, the first half is the parents trying to make the little girl cry. Oh, God. And they do this by destroying her favourite doll, which is anamorphized because of the spell and so it literally begs for its fucking life wait, wait. as you murder it it's, mercilessly this is, this is like nice so this is level two or three no, no 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 this is level two or three Hi. and this okay. little um you get to this point where obviously they they think that the the 
kids' tears will be the thing that brings them back, so they decide to murder one of its toys. Obviously, that's what you're going to do. Um, and when you're doing that vicious murder, you don't expect it to hit you like this, but but the, the, the voice of the little elephant stuffed toy that you kill is a child's voice. And during this yep. brutal murder scene, you rip it's, its leg off, you rip its ear off, and then you friend. push it off a building and it dies. Why can't we just hug instead? Teddy. It's awful. It's so bad. It's Hang on. awful. It's Hang terrible. on. Are you the good guys in this? Huh? Are we what? Like, are you the good guys? Because that does. You're meant to be the good you're guys. You're not. No, no, you're not the good guys. You're the protagonists, which I feel is a very different thing. Oh, that's a yes. <laughs> I, I would agree. So anyway, you destroy the doll. You come down. You literally dance in your daughter's tears. Yeah. And then you're like, why didn't it work? Uh, so that that's like one half of the game. Then the next half of the game is therapy where the book now puts you into therapy and tries to teach like i don't know why this didn't start from the start i don't know why the therapy bit didn't start from the start so you know i get this bit with the book uh which like felt really racist the entire time like that book made me so fucking uncomfortable i don't know what the so, fuck it was meant to be it was so malevolent oh my god Entirely yeah you hate the book uh, you hate the book dr hakeem the book that's what the book is called is there's something real fucky going on there. To Dr. Mahin's collaboration. <laughs> like they Fuck. say collaboration like forty <laughs> times in the game, and like fucking god. You need to find your passion. Vamanos. Oh it's my, terrible. Oh my god, it's so bad. I... Fuck my life. I feel dirty just reenacting it. I know, anyway, I know. Um, listen. Okay. So that's, that's lots about the game. I will say I'm going to wrap this up quickly so one of the guys can talk about their. No, I just I, I, I just want to say I just want to say one more thing about the narrative oh? because you think there are heartwarming bits and I don't agree, and it gets to the the therapy bit, and every single time. There is a lull in the gameplay, and there is an actual opportunity for the mm -hmm. the protagonist to talk about their issues. They just don't. They just sit in silence, and they don't say fucking anything. And and so, and so by the end, when they all of a sudden, in the last ten minutes of the game, to start to have warm feelings for one another, and they kiss. It feels so undeserved because they never ever talk about their issues at all. They just are dicks to each other for like six or seven hours and then they have awkward silences and then they kiss and that's it. Like there's yeah. one part of the game where what where they each get a magnet and you're doing things with the magnet and then the second part of the magnet is is them being like, Oh now your magnets are attracted to each other and May says about four times, Cody, I can feel the magnet, my magnet coming to yours. It's so ham-fisted with no actual character development at all. That by the time you get to the end, you were like, I like the fuck is this? I like the kiss scene. I liked it. I thought, I thought. I'm not saying the scene wasn't bad, but it wasn't deserved. Of course there it wasn't. No reason for none it. Of the game, none of the game made a ton of sense, let's be honest. I mean, you, the first boss you kill by sucking it's a hoover boss you kill by sucking its eyeballs out like all of the game has this really chris is yeah right chris the, the game has this really strange tone and it feels more like they just had all this gameplay stuff they wanted to do and then they just tack half a story on top of it and like that's what you got and i feel like chris and johnny both have points that they want to make so i'm just gonna let them, let them jump in here we go please guys please all right, so it's not so much a point. I just want to. I'm just going to say that uh, I, 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 I'm just traumatized listening to you describe so this entire playing experience. It? I, and I've never heard a game be associated with such a wide variety of negative emotions. Like there's the full, 
there's the full uh, easel in there, you know. So um, <laughs> I'm never playing this, but I'm I'm glad oh, you went But Chris, that. you should play it. Like no. I, you could. You know, there's one one good thing I, game I will say, apart from the gameplay and everything. Um, only one person has to play it. It's an entirely co-op game. Um, and if you do not have it yourself, but a friend does, and you want to play it together, you can download the friend's pass version, and your buddy doesn't have to pay anything. So you can play yeah. it, Chris. You have two of us here that have it. How long does the game last? Eight like hours. Ten hours. Eight, ten. Yeah. Eight, eight okay. to ten hours to abandon. Um, and like you know, as I said, the the music's great. The uh, animation and 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 style of the game is great. The mechanics are, are really fun. The environments are beautiful. Yeah. Like I feel so bad to the people that did so many things right with this game, only for it to be overshadowed by a just. It tried to be lighthearted and so dark at the same time, and they just, if you ever read it or, or the, wrote it or worked on it, just, the, um, they don't know what they're doing. Well, do I you think the... that maybe thematically they're trying to go for it, it just got lost in the process or something? I or feel like it just that feels... they, I feel, it feels a bit kitchen sinky in a way because of the way that they did a lot of the puzzles in the games. The puzzles actually, a lot of them were homages to other games. Like there is literally one level that is Deep Rock Galactic. Where you're, where you're laying, or you, well, you don't lay the pipes, but the pipes are already there and you have to go fix them to get the, oh, yeah, I remember the that. peppermint instead of peppermint, not oil, because they're toys. But you have to get the peppermint <laughs> flowing through the pipes to the, to the yep, pumping station. Peppermint must flow. <laughs> there's like bobsled <laughs> levels, there's, uh, there's a bunch of. I like of those. I like the ice skating. the ice skating. I wish there was, was really more ice skating. Yes, I like that. I, I get what you mean about the kitchen sink. I, I personally didn't really mind that, but I, I think I enjoyed it's more that, yeah, it more just felt like the people who wrote it, like who wrote the narrative and, and wrote the script wanted, think they know high psychology and fixing relationships work, but they really don't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is one point actually, at the very start of the game, whenever they like, you see the bit where they're still humans and then just immediately after they get transformed into the dolls and like i fully thought that no that this this relationship has run its it's run its ground it's it's done they're divorcing and they're justified in that decision quite clearly <laughs> and then Just the game is like doing this straight <laughs> bullshit where it pushes them together again towards the end and then i don't know i have so no many sense. feelings about this game and I really enjoy it, and I will absolutely play it again if I can manage to get Amy to play it one more time. Right, anyway. <laughs> or, or, or you could get Chris to or play it with you. Chris to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is shaking his head. All right. Um, do you have anything else you would like to talk about I'm other good. than those two games? I had a lot to play okay. there, but I'm good now. I'm going to be quiet. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry, Johnny. This episode is going to be long. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's okay. But... How... Okay, so you have a rant to have. It's not well. really Another rant. a good Johnny rant. We love Johnny rant. This is what happens when we, we do don't love do a Johnny rant. So it's not so much yeah. a rant. It's just, oh, uh, so for anyone who doesn't know it, I recently downloaded and started playing Assassin's Creed Three. You know, the bad one, as people tend to call it. Do they? And that's the one with Connor. Connor, right? yeah, yeah, Connor, okay. and uh, they finally wrap up Desmond. That's this is this is Desmond's swan song, and fuck what a. Yeah, what a fucking yeah. swan song it is. I mean, yeah. now, I haven't played Assassin's Creed in quite a while. Uh, first one, I, I love the first one. Uh, Ezio, he's my boy. He, he goes around, he murders people. Ezio he's... El Detore. Ezio El Detore. I murder people, you know. Uh, 
I love the old Assassin's Creed games, uh, especially you know the one where at the very end of it you uh, you fight the Borgia Pope. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Revelations. Because why not? And the Borgia Pope knows like these like Borgia Pope kung fu moves, and you're thinking this is ridiculous, but it's just the right <laughs> level of ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Borgia the, the Borgia Pope knows kung fu. He's a white mage. He, he does all this type shit. <laughs> of course, this is a, to makes total sense. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The game. I think of in like leading up to uh, Assassin's Creed 3, I think Brotherhood was a particular highlight of that series. Revelations is good, more of the same compared to Brotherhood, but uh, Brotherhood mm-hmm. was just perfectly gauged as a game. So I kind of, after Revelations, I was a bit burnt out because that's like four games, more or less back-to-back, so I gave it a, a break for about eight years, nine years. <laughs> that's a reasonable <laughs> time. Do. Yeah, yeah. There have been other Assassin's Creed since then. I understand there were now doing the Greek mythologies and uh, Vikings are a thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Valhalla ones, the latest one. But you played Black Flag, didn't you? Didn't you? No, no. I had see. I had a choice because oh. I had time on the Switch. I was either get for ten pounds, I get Assassin's Creed Three remastered, or for uh, twenty pounds, I get Black Flag remastered and I think Rogue as well. You also get Liberation with the Assassin's Creed Three one, but. After Assassin's Creed 3, I might just skip that and just move on to Black Flag in the future. Because... Do, that. Do that. Black Flag's really good. Yeah, no, well, I'll, I'll talk about what works in Assassin's Creed 3, because... Uh... Oh, I was no, just well, expecting... Well, the one thing that works in it is the thing that they were smart to hone in on on Black Flag 3. Uh, anything involving naval stuff in Assassin's Creed 3 is fun. Almost jarringly fun compared to the rest of the game. Because, my <laughs> fucking God, that game is a Tumbling clusterfuck. Connor top... Sadsack, Johnny, as I call him. Did you collect all four hundred of the feathers? No, that they I did put... not. Chris, <laughs> right? the trees and no, on the Chris, cliffs. No, Chris, I did not. Okay, I'm and, not... In, and in the valley, uh, you, <laughs> you promised you'd stay positive first. I- I'm going to try and, and, and parse through this carefully. <laughs> <laughs> but several things have to get off my chest. Is a, I'm not a Desmond fan. I'm sorry for like the dozens and dozens of Desmond fans out there. I'm just. I never liked Desmond. I always thought he was boring, and uh, I'll even I'll even do like. Uh, did anyone act? I don't like. I never liked Desmond. I liked the future story, but I didn't give a fuck about Desmond. I'm himself. going to do a wee mind experiment with you, Chrissy. All are done describing Desmond's physical appearance. Describe something else about him, like his personality. To me, to me. Yeah, just not describe Desmond to me about any, describing anything physical. You can't. Well, then. That's why I'm saying I don't care about Desmond. I like Ex- the future story, but I never cared about Desmond himself. Well, I'm saying, but Desmond, he's a he's a very weak sponge character. He always has been. A, now, fair enough, I always had Ezio to balance out. Altier as well. I like Altier. But Ezio, he came about Ezio and he was, was like, suave. Ezio yeah. fucks. He goes about. He does things. He's just he's just a fun character, right? Uh, Connor Con- is not fun. Connor, I'll, I actually don't mind Connor, but I'll talk about that in a second. But... Uh, Anyway, this game, you start off, uh, it starts off promising enough, like, you know, uh, and also, well, before I go ahead, I'll, I'll talk about the fact that it is a remaster, supposedly, so I've heard. Um, not really, because I got it on the Switch, and uh, while it's in 1080 running about, and it looks kind of nice, uh, they didn't really upscale the actual textures and stuff, I think, uh, compared to the, because uh, I, I did some, like, research on it, the PS4 and the... Uh, Xbox One remaster. There's yeah. like 30 gigabytes of data missing between the two. That kind of makes sense, though, right? Because yeah, it's a be Switch. The texture Switch pack. Is, like, 
texture yeah. packs, yes, yes. Uh, I think I think the main characters are models are a bit more high def and uh, they look decent enough for like a game that's ten years old. But there's other things in the game that just can't be fixed by updating the resolutions, like you know, buggy things where like you know, I'm talking to George Washington. There's again the background just sort of like walks in and just sits on nothing and continues to sit on nothing while I'm talking to characters. <laughs> but isn't that a staple of the Assassin's Creed games at this point, <laughs> where you're doing because they were pumping them out like once a year, shanking, stabbing away, and some. Well, then... once we get to Unity, I'll let you know. Okay. Oh, good luck with that. I tried to play Unity um, once, and it I didn't last long. So good luck. Well, I got it free because once the uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral burnt down, Ubisoft gave it out for free, I think, because oh. it has Notre Dame Cathedral in it. Um, which is nice. Uh, one thing I will always give any Assassin's Creed game is that they are secretly, in some cases, edutainment. Oh yes. yeah, that's true. That, I always like that about them. That actually holds uh, Sean really Hastings for the newer ones. I uh, well. always have time for Sean Hastings and his ramblings in the Animus, where he's all like, you know, just explaining stuff to you, going about being a quintessentially the most British character in a video game. <laughs> okay, so like, I'm going to assume that most people know. Oh, I'm doing spoilers. Assassin's Fuck Creed. No, no, no. They're going to know Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 3. I am more interested in what you hated about it so much. Well, it's an interesting thing. It's actually more of a commentary on like, you know, game design in general and like bloat. You know when studios get bloat? Like a franchise starts to build up. It starts to add mechanics. And then it starts to bloat. And it gets when bigger. When did they... Um... Because they were pumping out an Assassin's Creed once a year, right? It was like FIFA but they almost. Stopped, yeah, but then they stopped at one point and they were like, we're going to take Assassin's a two-year break. Right, that, okay, yeah, that, that'd be why. But yeah, um, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like, they took the idea of, of open world and just like, just fucking putting so much shit in there. Well, it's not even up there. That are just uh, time-wasting. If you compare somewhere like a Rome... And uh, Constantinople and all the areas in uh, the Ezio games, right? They are colourful, vibrant areas. Uh, places with lots of like history and stuff like that. There. Now, fair enough, like, we're in the New World, we're in America. And of course, uh, outside of like anything to do with Native Americans, like, there's not going to be much history in that place because it's Newfoundland. Uh, but it does seem to have a really desaturated look about it from beginning to end. Like, the colour scheme is very muted in this game. And it kind of does drag the mood down a lot when you go about the place there's also a case where like uh, they bring in lots of new mechanics like they bring in so many new mechanics and every single one of them bar one fucks up its landing and um, obviously the one that works is you know the naval stuff the getting on a boat going about and like you know fucking up all their ships and doing like you know seafar and stuff that is actually very enjoyable and i understand that for black flag obviously black flag the uh hone in on that there and that's celebrated as sort of like a, almost a rebirth of the franchise but mm. my god this is the game before the rebirth and it fucking shows I mean they have this whole mechanic where you run about trying to get bits and bobs from murdering wildlife and you ever like get introduced to a mechanic and you immediately go nope yeah nope away. hard pass <laughs> and, the and the game's like doing these things like you know, oh you can like you know there's like deer droppings on the ground you can use to find deer and like if you go up here you can use like snares but only like you know tack them with like your blade because you don't want to spoil them i'm like nope don't care i do not care for this if i happen to come across a deer and if i press the white button and the deer dies 
that's the deer's fault. That's as about as much contribution to the game I have while running from A to B. If an animal happens to cross my path and I get the opportunity to press the white button to like, you know, stick a knife in it, that's the only interaction I'll have with that. What 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 was the like what was the purpose of killing I, I do remember this actually crafting, even though it was that long ago. Uh, just crafting for tr oh, oh fuck right. the trades mini game. Oh fuck, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> The, okay, right. Let, let, let's 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 play like a the old Ezio one. Here, 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 Johnny. Yep. Did you finish Cyberpunk though? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that to be proud of. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, because so I. You I, put your, you put yourself through. You small build this game essentially is what it sounds like to me. Instead of playing Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd rather play the HD remaster of Assassin's Creed 3 than going back and actually finish the game I said well, I was going to finish. That says what it says, friends. I think right. I may secretly loathe myself in some capacity. Not some secret at this time, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Johnny. Oh, totally oh, didn't know. Anyway. I'm so, anyway. So, uh, they have this trading game where, like, I don't know how it works. You're meant to, like, you know... You get your homestead. You do these stupid fucking missions to build up your homestead, where you go out and you like, you know, you find someone who's like, you know, ah, the English are bastards, and they've, oh no, they're fucking, they're, they're trying to kill us. And then, of course, being Connor, like Connor's response to anyone is any problem is just to murder it dead, and then hope the rest sorts itself out. Which I'm gonna be honest, by the end of the game, I was totally with him on that. I was murdering away my problems left, right, and center <laughs> as they came up, and I had zero qualms. I mean, like. Compared to Ezio and Auditorio, who are like, you know, stealthy boys who go around doing stealth things, Connor's a fucking thuggernaut. He just comes in and just stabs everything to death. Like, and the thing is, once you lean into it, you, you can claw back some enjoyment from the game if you just treat the game with... If the game treats you with disrespect, and you treat the game with disrespect back to it, I mean, like, all these submissions, things to collect, I was like, fuck it, no. I'm just going to treat this like a rental game I got in the weekend and I have to give it back in five hours therefore I'm going to show zero respect to actually get into the end of this game I'm just going to just burn through everyone you do start to claw back some fun but my god it's a fucking slog at times I mean you have this trading game where like you, you get all this stuff and you trade it and you get a bit of money and I could never make fucking head nor tail of it I was just throwing stuff at these traders going yeah just, just I don't know I've got cotton and I've got fucking butter and eggs. Just fucking do something of this. I don't know, trade it or something. And then later on at the game, like, well, when your convoy is under attack, you must... It's like, fuck the convoy. Sink or swim, bitch. I had no satellite, dad. <laughs> do your shit. I had no satellite, dad. Oh, what the fuck. And I, that, that just comes on and you're running about. And the thing is about the game, it is kind of funny because... The edutainment stuff's good. I actually learnt a lot about the uh, sort of like America, the formation of America. And historically, like it is entertaining stuff, but Assassin's Creed version of it is also Assassin's Creed version of history, which is a different creature altogether. Like, take the, the Boston Massacre, right? Connor's right in the middle of that. They're murdering everyone. Take the Boston Tea Party. Connor's in the middle of that. They're murdering absolutely everyone, <laughs> throwing tea off a boat. Take, take like, you know, the Battle of Bunker Hill. Connor's in the middle of that. They're murdering fucking everyone, occasionally going like, yeah, it's me, Connor, I'm going to murder stuff. Go, like, same for Siege of Boston. You know Paul Revere? Wrong. It wasn't Paul Revere who warned everyone about the British's coming. It was actually Connor murdering everyone <laughs> on his way to get from A to B. The guy's a fucking slaughter bot, and by the end of it, I fucking was totally on board with that. 
But that's wow. only because, like, you know, I was just <laughs> dripping with vitriol by the end of this year. I, ha I had to question when you said there that, oh, yeah, I learned about the history and that was entertaining. And I was like, hang on, was like, it not all mostly murder? <laughs> Oh, it is. <laughs> I question. I question you. Yes. Honest, it's so anyway. I was gonna say, Johnny. It sounds to me like you maybe be interested in a in a kind of trade, a bargain with the rest of us, if you if you will. Uh, you can trade in your obligation to finish Cyberpunk, if you agree to play from beginning to end all of the remaining Assassin's Creeds that you haven't played yet. I think that's your. It sounds like that's your plan, Johnny, isn't I it? I feel like that's every single deal. one. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna Resident Creed. Evil. Resident Evil it. Can I take Assassin's Creed? But also, I kind of want to take Yakuza. Promises have been made to lots of people around our Discord about people playing Yakuza, and it keeps getting pushed on us. Well, I've disappointed people on our Discord. Anna and Scott, basically. Yeah. I've disappointed them. I'm never gonna play that, I think, that game. I think Someone you need to. to finish at least one thing you start, Johnny. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna half-ass everything Stop. like I have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so no. yeah. So the game eventually goes on, and uh, it gets to the point like uh, like fair enough. I'm having like a uh, not the fun time like, but the storyline kind of humbles, bumbles along. Like at start, you're a guy called Hethum. That's all right. There is a bit of a twist which I didn't see coming. Where like, oh my God, Hethum's a Templar the entire time. We're not the good guys. We're the bad guys. But forget about that. Now you're Connor. You're Connor. And here's his mum. But don't worry about her. We're going to fridge her the first opportunity we get. She is fucking gone. <laughs> and now you're just out in the big bad world. And everyone you know in this game, let's be honest, even your friends, you're going to murder by the end of this here. Like, the plot fucking jumps they make in this game are fucking staggering towards the third, like, towards the third act. It just goes fucking downhill. Like, remember, like, the last four games, like, you're dealing with Astergo. They're, like, the main bad evil corp if you yeah. go around being oh, like yeah. you know we're going to use the animus to unlock the histories of the apple and control mankind <laughs> yes. and, that's, and that's your guy Vidic going about being like that and Vidic's kind of set up as like the meta big well the meta because there's also Juno and her fucking sister Minerva but fuck that plot line but anyway you end up in a situation where Vidic is uh, the main bad do you know how Vidic is taken care of in, the, in Assassin's Creed 3 oh, I can't remember oh. I'll tell you how it happens uh Basically, uh, Desmond's dad gets kidnapped by uh, Asturgo. Like, oh, no, yeah. And how do you deal with it? How do you, like, do you, like, a, do a during rescue where, like, you use all of your assassin skills to creep into the top and, like, maybe, like, you know, stealth him out? Or maybe you make the sacrifice and it's like, no, son, I must die and you must continue the mission. The mission! The mission! No, no. Desmond turns up in the fucking bottom floor lobby of Asturgo and then just fucking murdered his way right up to the top floor, right? <laughs> he cornered uh, it. And then he did, but he did Connors it, but the thing is that he just murders his way all the way up to the top. Also meets a character called Daniel Cross. Daniel Cross is a big character brought in who's meant to be from the comics. I don't fucking care. He's in two cutscenes. In the second one, I fucking murdered him. Fuck that guy's storyline and his entire build-up. Kept continuing to murder my way up to the very top. Got to the top, he's all like, Nyah, what you gonna do, Connor? I have your follower at gunpoint. Are you gonna give me the apple? You mean the apple I can use to control people's minds to basically turn on you? Yes! That one! <laughs> hmm. I see the flaw in my plan, Connor. <laughs> well done, boy. So, of course, you you make his goons shoot him, the big bad dead, and then he just walked through the level, just murdering everyone in Astergo. And that's them. They're, they're done for the game. I don't know if they're in the sequels or anything. Cast, you wish to bounce in on that? I am not sure what you know of the Assassin's Creed lore, so I am not going to speak further on this right now at this juncture. Thank you. I feel like, because, you know, like, 
the okay so i played assassin's creed 3 and then i played black flag afterwards and what happens in the future storyline is part of the reason why i never finished black flag um and stop playing assassin's creed altogether and yeah. so i don't really yeah i don't really want to tell you fair anything. enough fair enough if, if i'm doing this as an experiment and i'm meant to experience everything just... fresh you should okay. just go to you should you should do Black Flag and then I dig. the next I, time we talk you can be I like dig. Black Flag. I feel like you'll get through that quite quickly because it is real fun. Um, a lot of mm. it, yeah. it obviously yeah. focuses around the naval end of things. Um, it's good. And I actually I'm in the middle of sort of on and off playing Odyssey, the ancient Greek one right now, and basically all the mm. all the um naval mechanics have just been lifted wholesale and dropped into that too. So that'll be a fun one That's when we good. get to it eventually. Because there was yeah. a point where I just stopped, did the naval stuff, and I actually had fun for two or three hours. I was in the middle of yeah. this game. Finished it now, though. Little, this, little, this little island of fun, surrounded in a sea of burning shit. <laughs> that is this fucking game. I think uh, it's one of those things where I was enjoying the future storyline. Again, don't give a fuck about Desmond, but I was enjoying the future storyline. And it kind of pulled me through three, because I wanted to see what happened. Mm. And then Black Flag, the actual like past, as you say, Cassie, is really enjoyable. So it kind of sees you through that. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll not we'll not say anymore. Yeah. We'll let you play Black Flag. So um, the thing is, the storyline was kind of dodgy leading up to a point, but then in the third act, the storyline literally falls apart. I mean, like it's almost like they were rushing to deadline, which I imagine may have been Probably, the case yeah. with their. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how like a game of like a development team of like what. 300, 400 people managed to do this. And I don't know how this game, like, in the third act, fucking passed quality assurance about people going, just ship it anyway. We don't care. Because it fucking falls apart. I mean, right, first Dead of all, lines. like, your, your deadline, your friend, your friend from, like, your childhood, he betrays you. He becomes evil. So you murder him. Your uh, Hathorn comes back. There's a bit of, like, you know, oh, daddy, I've met you, daddy. Let us go on missions together, daddy. I still hate you. I hate you too, son. But let us hate each other together and go on missions for mutual interest. Eventually, he betrays you because he's the bad guy, of course. <laughs> and then there's, like, Thomas Lee, who's, like, a fucking moustache-twirling bad guy from the word go. That, for some odd reason, everyone just keeps going, like, no, we need to get this guy in in front of George Washington. And, like, but he's obviously fucking evil. I mean, like, look at him. He's so fucking evil. You eventually chase him down. And, my God, I was fucking laughing my balls off on the last mission because you end up, like, just chasing him. Like, you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to chase you down and fucking murder you, Charles. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And the entire level is you just, and it's badly designed this level because it's one of those levels where if you just veer from the path that you're supposed to go down, the game just fucking desyncs you on the spot, more or less. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 So, I absolutely hate missions like yeah. that. Oh, well, there's a lot of them in Assassin's Creed 3. If you veer yeah. from the, if you veer from yeah, the, from the railroad path, you'll be fucking you're punished. Fucked. So eventually you, you manage to, like, you know, corner him and you both get fucked up i think you get a fucking mass through your chest or something like that there and like but you also shoot him point blank range and eventually it gets to the point where like it's just connor still full of anger just sort of like limping into a bar and he just sees lee in the corner and he's fucked as well and he just sort of like they both sit down it's like uh, uh, he just sort of just somebody get your knife out just slowly plunge it in him and like and then you just get up, and you just fucking leave, and that's it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and you're like, well, like um, what the Luke, fuck was... A Luke 
So where does Connor end to lukewarm game? So so Connor at the end of the game, right? Uh, his best friend's dead. His mentor Achilles. I assume he just dies of being irrelevant in the background uh, in the third act because he's old and stuff. Oh, uh, the old guy that looks after the house. Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, God, yeah. I don't remember him. Yeah, he exists. Uh, everyone Game's else. So forgettable in general. It like... is. Well, it's not. Even, it's just. Oh. Everyone Connor knows is more or less dead. All he has left is his fucking stupid little homestead and his stupid little fucking homestead missions. And his He's trade networks. Yes, and his trade <laughs> networks. And uh, and he's just limping about and he's a little sad sack in his little house. He's got everything he, he is was. a sad sack. <laughs> he's Connor sad sack. That's Connor is. He can't even murder. And the thing is, like, he's sitting there limping. And he, it, obviously the last cutscene basically lets you know that, like, it's kind of like transference of role from Achilles. He gets the almost the exact same injury of him. So, if anyone comes in the future, maybe he's going to be a mental character who can, like, you know, no longer be that awesome, but he can teach future generations or future assassins how to murder away life's problems to their own content. <laughs> but then the game stops, and you get to play a game, and he's totally fine. You just yes, get to run about obviously. the game, and you're like, "All oh, right, but what about That's the fact exactly that's going to works. And you unlock Do loads of multiplayer components for a system that's been no longer in the game. It just keeps saying, oh, you got multiplayer components. Great. A, I'm not going to touch the multiplayer, and B, I don't think the multiplayer is in the code anyway, so this is just irrelevant. And uh, yeah, it's just a big burning dumpster fire, and uh, tune in next week when I, uh, I I play the George Washington DLC. Oh my god, you're not. Can I do all I the will, DLCs hit... through these parties? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why? I got, I got, because I got it with the game. Oh, actually, um, Johnny, Freedom Cry, the, you are... the DLC for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is actually meant to be fantastic and is largely standalone too, mm. from what I hear. So. Oh, interesting. Um, you are really, you are, you are small villainous so hard. Oh my god, there's something wrong with all of us. We all do this. This is Teen Wolf past season two for me. It just, I'm just trying so hard. I'm pushing myself to the finish line. <laughs> anyway. I'm getting... Anyway, um, I'm done. We're... I'm over. I need. Okay. I feel better. Yeah, I feel lighter. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> I, I, you were getting to the end there, and I was like, he's not really saying anything new anymore. But I feel like he really needs this. He needs to get this off his chest. Um, but yes, yeah, so we are at an R already. I don't mind because you're the one editing this yep, one. Yeah, I'm the poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Even from beyond the grave, Assassin's Creed Three stabs at me. <laughs> Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe skip over some of the stuff that I planned or, or at least briefly mention it. Um, uh, aside, so uh, some of the games that I played, Cassie had already talked about uh, that I interrupted a lot. It was a great time. Um, one of the main games I, I finally got started was Disco Elysium because they had their huge updates with loads of voice acting throughout the entire game. Um, I want to play more of it before I get like really into a detailed explanation of it. I've only really sat down once with it, and in fairness, I did sit down for like five hours. <laughs> but um, I haven't, I haven't went back to it since. That was like last weekend or something. Uh, but so far, I've been really, really enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of a classic D and D type structure where you create a character with various attributes, and then these attributes. Uh, as well as skill rules dictate whether or not that you can do certain take certain actions in the game um, and so I imagine that depending on the type of detective you decide to choose it would really transform the game uh, I chose a character more on the side of like intelligence and knowledge uh, and kind of like you know a smooth talker 
Uh, so there's a lot of dialogue choices that I get and, and, and a lot of extra story that I, that I see that I think if I'd went for brute force would not be going so well. However, there's some parts of the games that are obviously more difficult because I can't brute force my way through it. So, um, so far really interesting and the voice acting is actually fantastic. And like from the first five minutes of the game, I was going, fuck, this this writing, like, I've never actually had that in my life where I've sat and just laying like, this writing is fucking incredible. Holy shit, it's so good. <laughs> like, normally, like, you know, a lot of games that I play, like, the writing just feels, eh, it is what it is, but it's genuinely actually, like, I finally feel like I know the difference. <laughs> anyway, so I'll talk more about that whenever I actually play more of it. But, I am interested uh, in that. Yeah. Um, uh, I played, uh, uh, I, f I finished Valheim, uh, in that I, in that I defeated the last boss that is currently available, um, and I haven't went back to it <laughs> since, which is what I was afraid of, um, but yeah, uh, there was a big update to Among Us with the map, and there was a big update to Phasmophobia that makes it a lot more butt scary. Hold on to your butts. My butt scary? Hold on to your butts. My butt. Um, well, ghosts can now open the little closet doors that you're in. Oh. And they updated the AI to make it track you a lot more succinctly. Um, and it remembers where you were before. Is, uh, is there an update where your teammates don't leave you to die like cowards, Katie? Nope. Is that still there? Yeah. As long as you play with me. <laughs> um, side note, can we play that again soon? It's been a while. So. Yeah, I played it. I played it uh, like a week or two ago with somebody um, because I wanted to try the new update. And <sighs> the person I was playing with actually had like they were like level fucking five or six hundred or something ridiculous. Like they have just done nothing but play Phasmophobia, and it was actually great to play with them because they had no fear. But also, it it kind of takes away from the fear. Um, I. Uh, played sorry let me start that again uh, so for those that don't know this weekend was Ludo Narocon and Ludo Narocon is a digital convention that happens on Steam every year uh, that celebrates uh, narrative uh, games of all, of all shapes and sizes uh, so it's on until tomorrow I believe but I played a bunch of demos that I, I'll not get into too much detail, but uh, some of the ones I really liked. Um, I played one called Song of Farka, which is a, kind of a PI detective game, but you play it all from the protagonist's computer. So if you like the idea of being an internet sleuth, you will really fucking like this. Um, unpacking, which is literally a game about unpacking stuff. <laughs> and and putting it in your room, but it's like an isometric pixel view, and it's just so fucking cute and satisfying that whenever I finished the demo, I was like, I want more! And I, and I nearly played it twice, because I really just enjoyed it. Um, Do Not Buy This Game is the Stanley Parable with a real wholesome edge. Um, I I really enjoyed it. The, the, it's kind of the same idea of like there's a voice acting narrative, and it even looks like the same kind of engine. Um, and as I was, and it's that same kind of like quippy sort of gameplay. But then as I got near the end, 
it just got so fucking wholesome. I was like, oh, I really, I like somebody has taken this format and actually done something kind of nice with it. So that's just the demo that's out right now. Um, the new, the full game is going to come so soon. Um, two, two games is kind of, kind of similar. Um, uh, uh, one called, there was one called Mind Scanners basically, which is kind of like death and taxes meets paper please. Uh, where it's like this dystopian world where you have to go and scan people's mind for insanity and cure them of, of that insanity. And you're doing that because the government has stolen your daughter away for reasons unbeknownst to you. And you can only see her again if you become a certain level. Anyway, I, I find it quite interesting. Um, I played another game called The Murder Mystery Machine, which is an, was another isometric game, and it had a really unique art style. But uh, it's kind of like... Lucifer Within Us meets, um, I'm trying to think of another example. It felt kind of invisible inky, but it wasn't, uh, it just looked kind of like it. Um, but yeah, essentially you have to find clues within a scenario and then bring up like a UI with all your clues and link them together to try and solve murders and stuff. Uh, so I'm like, all these games were so well polished and looked amazing. Um, and played really well that I'm so excited for them all to come out that I'm going to be really financially and time poor <laughs> after after it. Um, uh, that's, that, that was all the ones I really got to play. There was a bunch that looked really good that I didn't get to try. Um, there was one called No Longer Home that I played the demo, like the, a little short bit, um, that um, was very, very gay about oh. two people who were friends realizing <laughs> that they're non-binary and then the kind of adventure they take together it was all very like if you've ever played uh, gardens in between it was that kind of weird oh i like that i like the gardens between yeah um but uh i also played another game that doesn't really deserve a mention but um it's called lake where um, you're literally just this 40-year-old woman in the 80s that has to take over for her dad. She lives in the city, right? And she has to go back home to the country to do her dad's postal route. And so she just delivers mail, and that's literally the entire game. And I played it, and I was like, I can I see what they're going for, but I just want to smash other cars. And you won't let me. And I know that's not the point of the game, but the sonity, I think it is meant to be, I think there's somebody out there that's going to like that game. It's not me. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, loads of really great demos that you can still play up until tomorrow. That's not going to be relevant for anybody that listens to this because it'll be out <laughs> right in two weeks, maybe more. But for use, for use peeps. Um, maybe even longer. But, I'm editing. Joke. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about it, though, is like enjoyed about the demos in general is that i don't know if it's because it's narrative or because it's indie but the representation the increased representation in these games was extremely noticeable there was a lot of people of color there was a lot of women there was a lot of lgbtq non-binary you know gay characters in there that like were very front and center and um, some in your face some kind of more natural feeling and um, there was some you know in, in terms uh, of, of that that were better than others but in general across at least from what I played across the board there was a lot more representation that I find 
quite nice and super interesting to see because I hope that that shows that there's a real change and shift in that quite area nice in general. It's quite nice to hear that that's becoming more of a thing. And I realize like all of these games from what I gather are all like quite small scale indie stuff and indies yeah. always do better at that, um, at representation, diversity and all that stuff. But it's nice to see yeah. that there is like a bedrock of games coming out with that in mind. And hopefully that'll trickle upwards, I guess, to the AAA yeah. stuff given time, given more time, I guess. I mean, even credit. I think at least. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just got even credit to so that's the indie games, but even credit to uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, like they kept trolling a lot of the uh, Overwatch fans as well yes. with this kind of stuff, uh, because the, I think when they released Overwatch initially, we didn't really know much about the background of any of the. The characters or heroes <clears throat> and then as they started to fill this in through their little they had movies and just release more information was a tracer uh, was gay and there was a couple of other ones yeah that kind of yeah and a lot, lot of, yeah, a lot of the fan know. base were getting really really angry and blizzard's like oh there are more characters to go there are more <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna clear some of your characters um, I, i'll be surprised if lucio turns out to be straight i know lucio well, fox like... i think he's straight i think he's totally straight oh. and he's secure in that and he's not a dickhead um but yeah, like, of, mercy, uh... that is my ship. So. Um, four, five, six, seven. Um, out of all the games that I tried, six of them were female protagonists, two of which were people were women of color. Um, one of them were a non-binary couple, and there was one video that had a dude in it, and that was it. Like out of all the games that I tried, which, like. Obviously, you know, there could be, you could argue that I'm showing a preference for those types of games because they appeal to me, but, like, there's not that many demos in that list, so, um, yeah, just overall very nice. Um, I also bought a fuck ton of new games as well <laughs> oh, that I, I'm looking forward to telling you all about uh, at some stage. Kitty, uh, money poor, but games rich. Right, um, for reals. Uh, so the only other thing that I would like to talk about that um, I, I played the demo a while ago. I haven't actually played it a lot, but one of the games that I worked on released this Yay! year. Um, I have not worked on it in a really long time, however. It's been like two, three years or something like that, but I worked on it during uh, the idea, concept, and generation phase or development phase. And it's called Buildings Have Feelings 2. And so it's a game, it's a city building game a city building narrative game where you have to build your neighborhood but the buildings themselves are actually alive with their own personalities and feelings and you have to try and help them uh, remain sustainable within the neighborhood which includes repurposing them as time goes on and looking after them both personality wise as well as functionality wise and otherwise they'll get demolished and wow. um, so it was a game it's a game made in Belfast and the majority of the key buildings are all based on local Northern Irish buildings so you'll see the Grand Opera House in there oh. you'll see I, the linen mills I did notice the abandoned building across from where you used to live was in one of the promos and I was like not yeah, that the, building the old, <laughs> the old Bank of Ireland building is in there the one that's like derelict I think at this point um, but yeah and a lot of the writing like the writing's all been done by Northern Irish uh, writers uh, and that's all in there. Uh, and yeah, so uh, I have not actually played it in like a year. <laughs> I played a, a version of it about a year ago. 
So I'm looking forward to playing it again. But yeah, go get it now on Switch or PC. Yay! Go. And that's me. I actually think I spoke with all the games I had to talk about. I spoke less time than John. That was so very efficient. I I took that. Thank you. I I I, th I feel like I am very efficient. I give you just what you need to know, enough to get you interested. Johnny does voices though. Johnny does do voices. <laughs> I will I will give you that. <laughs> you give us a whole like. <laughs> Sit down, kids. It's story well, time. <laughs> well, the thing is, we could uh, probably end the episode on a high note because uh, if anyone's seen that little movie that came out this week, Mortal. Something Yes. Get over here! Oh my god, it was so good. All right, so me and Chris have not seen this, I believe. Fair enough. Whereas uh, Johnny and Cass have. Oh god, I have. And I have so... I have question I have question after question. It's I mean I had a good time, but it doesn't. Some logic <laughs> in this film does not hold up to scrutiny. Like I'm just gonna say, but of course, it was never going to. Dude. No, you'd think that, but even then, it, it goes beyond what's like. I have serious questions about how Jax's arms work. Right, that oh my god, that annoyed the shit out of me. So rather than asking your questions give us a very give us a short review and and try and tell me and chris why we should watch it because yeah. if somebody if somebody hasn't uh, watched it themselves Sell it you have, you've seen Sell the it. you've seen the older mortal kombat films from like the late 90s right sure it's that yeah. with a budget tonally it's it's pretty much that it's all over the place but so uh, um, some of the performances are a bit boring I'm looking at you, Liu Kang and Kung Lao. Some other performances are fantastic. I'm looking at you, Kano. I'm fucking looking at you, Kano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, some of the surprise, some of the characters that turn up in it, you're like, whoa, that's... The deep cut. I wasn't expecting to see fucking General Rico in this. <laughs> I feel like I don't really... Like, I've never been a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Doesn't matter. So as somebody... Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. As somebody who's not a big Mortal Kombat fan, is there, is there something Have there for me? Have you played the games more than an R in your lifetime? Probably. Have you played the old games and the old... Because there's, there's a few nice wee Like, I've seen callbacks. them, even if I haven't necessarily played them. Okay, I've well, seen them. i played them, like, once at least, I'm sure. I'll explain one thing, because uh, this is the end of the podcast, so there might be some... This is any spoilers just fucking i'm gonna switch off now because uh, i'm not gonna go into proper spoilers but there's a part in the movie where a character just keeps sweeping another character over and over again yeah <laughs> so, and i swear to christ i was like yes man yes oh you mean oh I, that's definitely a me move okay fair enough i see yeah. all right well well i'll try and watch it you should, and i'll let you know you should watch it like um above above all else it does seem and like it's it's cheesy as hell you can smell the chatter from three miles away but like it seems very much that the cast and the crew and everyone involved had a hell of a time like had so much fun actually making it and there's so many yeah. like the constantly repeating the same move thing there's so many little nods to the to the games and just to fighting games as a genre it, it, on its own it's well mm. worth watching if you've ever at any stage been interested in mortal Kombat or fighting games in general um there are some questionable story choices jax's arms how he gets his big metal arms is, is definitely one of them but it, it's good is it one of those things because it sounds like to me that it's kind of this 
crazy fun romp of a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's it. Right. I can totally, when, if I get into, if, if that's what I'm in the mood for, and there's a movie like also, that, also uh, can totally controversial story choice. There isn't a tournament in it. There isn't, actually. That's true. They talk about it. It's hilarious. It doesn't happen. Uh, it's, like, it's like one of those things where, uh, according to the rules, that the mythology of Mortal Kombat, which I'm kind of au okay fait with. I'd say I'm, I know more than my mum about Mortal Kombat. I'll say that much, right? Um, <laughs> the rule has always been that, like, you know, if uh, Outworld wins 10 out of 10 contests in a row, they get to invade Earthrealm and take it over. Obviously, Mortal Kombat always starts with, like, and 9 out what? The now you're going into realms of stuff I don't okay, understand. The context in Mortal Kombat has always been a if. I, well, do we need context right now? Do we? It, it helps. It do helps. I need it? Well, you don't really. Okay. It, it, because you need context to be what given. I mean is, Showing joy gets ignored. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to show you how it gets ignored. That's the best thing about but it. Why, but, but why? why? I think because of where we're at, we should probably just leave it off as. You should watch Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Let us watch it, and then we can discuss it all enough, together next time. Um, there, there are some other things that we had noted down. Um, Jeff Kaplan left Blizzard. Um, Returnal dropped a trailer. Near Replicant was released. Um, I don't really particularly think we need to get into detail about that, no. unless anybody feels real strongly. But I don't. I don't personally. Um, so I think we could wrap it up there. Uh, we didn't actually go that long. It's only an hour twenty, and I'm sure that there, you know, there's enough you can like just snap that down if you want. <laughs> there you go, Johnny. An hour fifteen. Fine. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, as always, this was a lot of fun for us to record. So hopefully, it's as fun for you all to listen to. And we will see you maybe in two weeks. Maybe four, we don't know. We're in our 30s and life and bodies are terrible. So <laughs> we'll try our best. At some um, point. At some point, at some point yes. What we lack in consistency, <laughs> yes. we make up for in, in quality. You get quality Obviously. content. <laughs> <laughs> We're just pumping out for the sake of it every year. Like, you know, sounds great. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are we're relevant. We're up to date. We're on the pulse. Next week, I review <laughs> Pong. Hot new game coming out, Pong. Hot new game. <laughs> uh, but yes, you'll find, you obviously find episodes wherever you find this one. We're also on Twitter at FP Shouters, where we tweet ourselves, essentially, when we think we're funny. Which is often. Um, which, which is often. So, you know, if you enjoyed this, you'll probably enjoy that. <laughs> Okay, all five of you. All five of you. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.